Welcome to Navigating Change, the education podcast from Tybal Inc. I'm Pete Wright, and today, friend of the show and NBOA president Jeff Shields is back to talk with Howard about building monumental change in independent schools. This is a preview of the 2017 NBOA annual meeting in Washington, D.C., February 26th through March 1st, but they talk about much more than that. The big question is this, as a finance leader, are you living up to the role your heads count on you to serve? Now, before I hand it over to Howard and Jeff, head over to tybalink.com to learn more about our work in education. You can subscribe to the show for free. Just click the blue button on the homepage, and we'll let you know each time a new episode is released. While you're there, you can learn more about Howard's presentation this year at NBOA, Facilitating Strategic Conversations. To learn more and register, visit nboaannualmeeting.org. Good morning, Jeff Shields. How are you? Good morning, Howard. I'm doing great. How are you? How's, I'm excellent. We're here to talk about an exciting conference coming up, your next NBOA yes. annual meeting, uh, as well as riffing on all kinds of great stuff that you and I love talking about, <laughs> right? Exactly. All right. Yes. So here's what I want to, here's what I'd love you to introduce to all the people who are choosing to listen to this, is tell us about, when you think about monumental change and what you hope... Yeah that people take away from this and the keynote speakers you have. Give us a preview of what people will be stepping into. Well, I think, uh, as most people understand, especially for independent education, uh, the change is necessary in a variety of ways. We know things are changing in the classroom. Uh, we know what works in 21st century learning uh, more than we did uh, a few years ago. Uh, we know that our business model and finances are under tremendous pressure. Uh, and so, obviously, I think those being the two most important facets of an independent school, the program and the finances, uh, I think we all, whether we're a business officer or a head of school or a trustee, all need to be leaders of change at this moment in time if we're going to be good stewards of our independent school. No so that's question. what... Yeah, that's what the 2017 MBA annual meeting is all about, building monumental change, particularly giving business officers and business office staff uh, the tools they need to be change agents, to be leaders uh, at their schools. And, and it's, it's, it's worth noting, Howard, that time and time again, when I'm talking to individuals about the role of the business officer at independent schools, and, and certainly I believe it's true for higher education, more and more what they say is it's, it's not the accounting, it's not the finance, it's not the tax. We need financial leaders to help our school address the most important issues and challenges that we're facing. And so Ooh. our goal of the meeting is to do that, is to lift up business officers. Yeah. And, and the message I've been sending to them is that accounting, finance, tax, facilities, IT, all of that's great. But in today's environment, that's baseline. We need change agents. We need leaders. Yeah. Your schools need you to be leaders. And, you know, the interesting, I, when you said we need financial leaders, I think some people still yeah. hear that within the confines of my skill set or knowledge around finance. This is not about finance, although you're responsible mm -hmm. for finance. Now, I know from our conversations that you have some thought leaders coming. And yeah. I love the idea of bringing thought leadership. Tell us about who's coming that will be sharing some leadership perspectives for your members. 
Well, Sir Ken Robinson's going to kick things off uh, at the opening general session. He's great. He has just re- he's unbelievable. He's fantastic. He's fantastic, and and he's uh, you know, he's a provocateur. He's a leader, uh, and he's going to talk about. Uh, pre-K through 12 innovation and how things are changing and how things need to change. And, and to your earlier point, I think that financial leaders, business officers at our schools, they need to be ubiquitous. They can't be, they can't just uh, be looking at things from a financial perspective. And so we bring that into the uh, MBOA annual meeting. It's not just about FASB and up MIFA exactly. and and regulatory compliance issues in HR. It's it's about um, understanding the school as an enterprise and understanding the financial leadership that's needed to help schools advance. So Sir Ken Robinson, I think, is a perfect choice for uh, our folks to be hearing from and engaging with. Um, the second uh, keynote I, I'm really excited about, uh, uh, Susan Kane. Yeah. Uh, she's the author of a book uh, called Quiet, uh, How Introverts Lead in a World That Can't Stop Talking. And I think <laughs> it's, it's a great so, title. It's a great title. And I think it's so apropos. And, and I, don't want, I don't put business officers in a box. I don't say business, business officers are extroverts or introverts. Um, we know a lot of business officers um, spend time behind the scenes. I think business officers are there primarily to support their head of school and their board of trustees. But what Susan's going to talk about is introverted leadership mm. and, and how valuable that is to organizations and what it looks like and how organizations can experience that to their benefit. I think we're all, um, and I hesitate to say this because I feel I may fall into this category. We're well aware of leaders who talk a lot. Um, Not and, you. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> And or sometimes me. we associate, right, exactly. We associate sometimes. leadership with this yes. kind of extroverted behavior. Yes. Yep. And, 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 and we're always trying to teach that. introverts. Introverts are supposed to, you know, there, there, there is a bias. Speak up more. They're supposed to speak up more. Yeah, you're yeah. supposed to be more engaged. You're supposed to do, you're supposed to act like an extrovert if you're to be perceived <laughs> as a leader. And she's going to, she's really going to debunk that. So I think that's, that's perfect for our community. I'm really excited to hear uh, what she says. And I'm really hopeful that will resonate with our audience. There on many cases, Jeff, and I'm curious if you, if you find this too, whether it's many, you have a lot more touch points than I do around business officers. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a waiting game on some level, right? Does my head support where I want to go? Am I willing to speak truth to power? This is something we're mm-hmm. going to talk about in my session. And I think that's hard. I think it's hard for heads to speak truth to power to boards, for business officers to speak truth to power to their heads, because sure. we don't want to get too far ahead of the people who really are responsible for why we're there. What do you think of that? What do you think of that idea that uh, I, there's a challenge here that we all face about speaking truth to power? I, I think that's a universal truth, right? Uh, because you, you're at risk when you do that, when you speak truth to power, whether it's uh, a head standing with their trustees or whether it's a business officer standing with the heads. That's why that relationship is so critical. No question. And I think, I think very successful 
heads of school, and very successful business officers, it starts with a fantastic working relationship. Yeah. It starts with trust. And, you know, th- this is what you help organizations yeah. do. Yeah. In all, and especially in educational settings, whether it's with independent schools or it's with higher ed, you help leaders build trust with each other. And I think the, the leadership that's going to be successful as we move towards the future uh, will have those relationships in place. So therefore, they'll be able to have those difficult conversations. Yeah. But we got to teach people how to do this. If, if, oh, absolutely. If, if, if you inherited your head, mm-hmm. you have to learn how to build that relationship. It's not just a given that because we know trust is important, that trust is going to happen, right? So this is all, when I'm talking to leaders in independent schools, whether it's heads, business officer, different role, it is a constant question on their mind, how do I build that relationship? And it, 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 it is really living in conversation the ability to have a conversation about what's important, not what's tactical. You know, that's, that's the other Absolutely. piece that we're trying to teach here, Jeff, which is how, how difficult is it today? You know, I would imagine even in your own work to get your team together to say, listen, let's get out of the weeds and explore mm-hmm. where we're going. And everywhere I go today, even in my own organization, how we take the time to say, What's the vision? Where are we going? And get out of the day-to-day operations. This is a constant challenge we're all facing today. And I think we have to start with being telling the truth about that, right? There is no panacea to solve that. We've got to be willing to say we're committing to a bigger conversation. And I think that's a, that's a challenge across the board. Well, you know what, Howard? That's so interesting that you said that because – you know, how, how has a guy like me ended up working with business officers for almost 17 years, right? Mm. How, how is that possible? And, and here's, here's what I think you've just helped me realize, because I'm fascinated by the fact that business officers have to straddle that world. I think trustees can be futuristic, can be long-term, can look way down the road. I think heads of schools absolutely are hired to be visionaries, to think about the future, to dream the big dreams. And I think business officers have to live in both of those worlds. Mm. I think business officers have to translate the big dreams into the practical work of the school, the college, the university. And I think that's what makes successful business officers really exciting exciting people to be around but i want to i want to add one thing to what you were saying that relationship and and when you inherit a head of school and in conversations i've had around the head of school and business officer partnership and there's a lot of as you well know there's a lot of transitions going on yeah. a lot of heads of school a lot of business officers and that's going to continue for the foreseeable future because of the generation that we're working with right yep. now in these leadership roles but the conversation i encourage business officers to have when they inherit a head of school is to, on the very first day, go into the head of school's office and say, what do you need from me so that you can be successful? Oh, so simple. What, what can I do for you? Now, here's what I think I can do to help you be successful, but I, but I want you to tell me what, you, what I can do for you to be successful. And I think that's such a great like you said, simple but powerful conversation to start a partnership in the right way. 
When you kick off the annual meeting, I'd love to, that's a mantra. That's a mantra yeah. that every, actually not even just business officers, anybody should be yeah. saying, how can right. I help you be successful? Not what I need from you. Nope. Right. Or, or here's what I, or here's what I do. You know, I'm going to produce reports right. for you. I'm going to give you score, you know, score cards yeah. and this, I'm going to shove all this, this, all these numbers and, and data at you. What do you need for me to be successful? Because let's face it, heads of schools, they're coming into these roles. You know, you, I think we should, I, I think we should hit the pause button and stop presuming what they do or don't know about a school's financial situation. Oh, no uh, question. Because I, because business officers can perform a whole range of roles. Yeah. They can be very operational. They can be very specific. They can provide you very detailed information, or they can ride the wave with you and, and give you the high-level dashboard information that you need. And, and right. I, think, I think to assume one or the other at this juncture is probably uh, not a good way to go. Uh, I think it should start with that conversation. It's amazing to think that almost a year has elapsed since your last annual meeting, right? That word of the time, <laughs> yeah, right. though. Here's what's different from what I saw a year ago than where we are today. Mm. What comes to mind? I know it's so uh, many. There's so many things. It's, it's big, but I think I think the the question is, and you know, it's early February, so it's it's very early. But I think the question is, what what does the role uh, of independent education, pre-K through 12, independent school education, what role will it play in this current environment? I know. Um, and, and, and because, um, you know, government standards and changes in, in Department of Ed leadership or regulations really don't impact the work that independent schools do. You but are somewhat insulated from this. Somewhat insulated from that. Yeah. Um, but but what we're not insulated from are issues around difference and issues around the changing demographics uh, that are in our communities. And um, I would say that those those human issues, I think, yeah. within our schools are going to take on um, a whole new meaning. Uh, one of the things we conjecture, and no one can predict the future, but obviously many, 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 if not all of our schools are committed to diversity and inclusion and socioeconomic yeah. diversity, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, and work really hard and probably don't get enough credit, but work really hard to create communities that help prepare students for the world they're mm -hmm. going to enter into. And the question's going to be is that do independent schools serve as a safe haven now within uh, different communities that are still carrying the mantle of diversity and inclusion, yeah. where families um, that look different, uh, I'll just leave it there because I want it to be very broad, but families that look different, will our schools serve as a safe haven for them? And will they seek out our schools for the, the safety and well-being of, of their, their son or daughter and, and for their family. And so that's a, big, that's a big question mark. I'll tell you the other thing that will impact us, though, international students. Oh, and I think it's the same yeah. for higher ed and how international students perceive the United States as being hospitable or not uh, to them. And that's, and that's, and that's really um, – and that's really disappointing that 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 message is is being conveyed uh, during this this transition in in our leadership. I think we got to be careful though about almost 
uh, predicting before it's here. There's this fine line I'm discovering today. The spectrum of how people are relating to the changes in our in our political system uh, is from the sky has fallen and people need to wake up mm-hmm. to wait and see and potential complacency and everything in between. And I, I would say that anybody in a leadership role needs to con- even more today remain educated and, yep. and connected mm-hmm. as opposed to jumping to decisions based on reactions, right? Based on mm-hmm. personal reactions and either it's going to settle in and we're going to discover it's not as bad as we thought, or we need to be prepared to pivot to really tell a broader story about how we are going to remain uh, uh, inclusive. So all I'm saying, Jeff, is I think we've got to be careful as leaders to not produce a solution to a problem that hasn't been fully understood. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. What, what I would say, and again, I think it's really important to say, I am in my role as MBOA president. I am completely apolitical, mm-hmm. and I think what is fair to say is that the campaign um, created a, a sufficient amount of disruption yes. in students' perceptions of of the world and where this country was going. And and I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Um, what I would say is, however, uh, how we are governing doesn't feel much different than how we were campaigning. And I think if the, if the sense of governing yeah. starts to feel different than the rhetoric or the issues that got very heated during the campaign, if that starts to feel different, I, I think... I think leaders of all stripes will welcome it. Right. Um, but, but I we're think, waiting that, I, to I think see the reality is we're still out. dealing with that. Yeah. Yeah, but the international the international one is an important one. And what I would say is in the schools that I'm working with, they are paying much closer attention that it's mm-hmm. not a given anymore, that they're international yeah. Romans. And there was a time where it was just growing, 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 growing. So yep. so so I think it it's it's just put a spotlight on uh identifying what do we scenarios, right? Alternative mm-hmm. scenarios to deal with that. Uh, you know, you and I have been talking about leadership for, for years now. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a part of me that says, I think that something is shifting. I think the recognition of what you have been talking about is showing up for people that they see that the difference is not just that there's this external environment that we are trying to just respond to, but we have to show up differently, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It's, it's, I think it's a different time, and I think this is the window for people to really ask the question to themselves, what does it mean for me to step up? What does it mean for me to take a risk? What does it mean for me to identify some of the brutal facts and mm-hmm. not just wait for my head to have a vision, but I'm going to help craft that vision. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really find a way to work with my head to develop this vision. And, and I think that's, that's a stretch because there's enough to do on a daily basis, let oh, alone to sure. take that on. And I, and I think that's, a, that's why it's so great when people show up at your conference because they're taking the time, right, to step back and ask bigger, bigger questions. So what does it look like in that's terms right. of attendance this year? 
What are you looking at? Oh, uh, I think I think it's going to be a record center. I think we're <laughs> going to uh, get over twelve hundred now, wow. which is really exciting. Largest gathering of independent school business officers, business operations staff in the country. It might be in the world. Uh, I don't want to get over my skis on that, so I'll, I'll temper <laughs> my my rhetoric. But um, I think, and, and one thing I don't want to miss about this, Howard, is that for me, the MBOA annual meeting. It's a celebration of the profession. There you it's go. a celebration of this community. It celebrates our work. And my goal this year and every year is always that that business officers know that they're appreciated, yeah. uh, that they are rock stars to us. And, and I, what we say among the staff before we get started is that we want them to have three days where they don't have to worry about anything yeah. except their own learning, their own connections, uh, and, and I want them to get the most out of the meeting. So, I mean, that's really important. Yeah. When I think about the, the program itself, the general sessions we talk about, the goal there is to think differently, and the concurrent sessions uh, are to do differently. That's so awesome. learn ideas and, and solutions to do things. Right. But, but I, and I would include the deep dives in the thinking differently. The general sessions, deep dives help us think differently, and then the concurrent sessions help us do differently uh, so we can be successful. Yeah, I'm really excited to be part of the, one of these deep dives this year because yeah. you and yeah. I have talked about this content, which is about how do we facilitate strategic conversations? How do we get people, not just our administrators, but how do we engage faculty, right? I mm -hmm. love your quote in here, which is, we have to stop running around the historical conversation, which is running this place like a business, right? That is the first thing to turn off academics that you are going to, it reveals your lack of understanding about who we are. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that is a, that's language that we use and it's how we connect. Yep. You know, you said something a second ago, which I think is so great, which is a reminder for all of us in many ways, Jeff, this is a, this is a, this annual meeting is an opportunity to take a breath right? Mm -hmm. It's not all, yeah. it's, it's not about work in some level. It's about stepping back and cause we don't have enough time for that. I mean, think about the normal right. course of our work. This is a celebration and, mm -hmm. and an opportunity to rejuvenate as individuals to then go out and, and do the hard work. So I'm really excited for you. And, and I'll tell you, I think you bring such a, such a great mindset, you know, as because you don't come from being a business officer in an independent I'm school. Not. And I think that yeah. is one is that's one of your assets is that you don't that lens can sometimes be a filter where you don't see the bigger picture. Well, do you know what? I've been thinking a lot about that. And um, I think it's important to say I've never pretended to be a business officer. <laughs> it's true. And 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 uh, and I think that's a good thing. I think being authentic in who you are and what you bring to the table is important. But do you know what I think, uh, to, to punctuate that point, that I think um, helps me do the work that I do and, of course, the staff and, and the board and everyone who contributes to making MBA a success? I can appreciate very much the role of the business officer and actually exalt it. And it's not self-serving because I never was one. Mm. So I can look at them and say, what you do is fantastic. What you do is important. What you do supports the mission. What you do advances the school. And it's not self-serving to me because I never was a business officer. I was never in that role. So it's, it's, there's a, um, I'm going to say purity about it yeah. where I can be excited about who they are and the work they do. 
Um, and it, it's not a reflection on me. It's a really a reflection on our membership, MBOA, the community of independent school business officers. Uh, and so I, I think that is, I think that's an advantage to well, be able have, to see things from that, that point of view. So listen, Jeff, thank you so much for doing this. And we will make available yeah. to folks uh, links to the annual meeting. Is there anything else you want people to, like if they're going to go look at something that relates to this, where would you want to point them? Uh, they should go to mboaannualmeeting.org. Can't be more simple. mboaannualmeeting.org. It's its own website, and you can get all the information you need. Uh, you can still register, uh, and uh, we'd love to have uh, more people join us in Washington. It's going to be uh, one of the best meetings. For sure. All right. Listen, you have a great day, and we'll I'll see you in a couple okay. weeks. Thanks, Howard. Thank you.